We rolling! Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, it's time! Yo, everybody, what's going on? It's your boy, Michael the Menace Johnson. Mm-hmm. Back at you with another episode of Menace's Mike, episode number three since the merger of Three Pros and a Pots of Menace's Mike. On the mic, as always, my guy, G. Jones. Yay, yeah, yeah. And Bones, the goat. What's happening? What's happening? The there's barber only one goat. with the skills. You know that, the right? Rest. Yeah, there's only one goat. That goat shit's been outplay- overplayed too much. Who recently. is the goat? Are you the goat? Yeah, that's what he says. And what? You kind of look like I don't a know, nanny bro. goat. The goat shit. I, I didn't. I don't really. I didn't really get the name from that. Like that's yeah. just kind of like a a daily reminder not to like rest on your laurels. You mm. know what I'm saying? The shit you did yesterday don't matter. Like you got to constantly be better. So that's like a, a reminder to me. I never said I was the best because I know niggas in my city that cut better than me. It's not from your look. That's the beautiful nah, part. Nah. You look uh, like a goat. Get the fuck out of here. That's the great part about <laughs> doing cool shit and having high goals like that, though, Bones. You never arrive. Nah. That's not the be- that's not you the, never be- arrive, the journey. You know what I mean? It's the yeah, journey. Yeah, yeah, it's the journey. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, oh. it's just a, a reminder. Stay on your shit, man. Yeah. Well, hey, uh, Bones, why don't you start us off a little bit, man? Uh... Tap us in. Let us know what's been going on with you. How you been? Work, life, family, all good? Yeah, everything is great right now. I got my son's 10th birthday on Saturday, man. My oldest. Nope. So, shout out Damn, to my I've boy, Damn, I've known Kai. you for that long? Hell yeah. Damn. Hell yeah, bro. That's crazy. Yeah, like, I, I judge that by, like, the kid years. Like, Jason, <laughs> I was talking about that. Yeah. His kid, his son's damn near 11. Grayson, I was just talking about that too. I've known his son since what three, four, two or three, two or yeah, three. like that's crazy. He's so 10, go bro. ahead, the it's, 10th birthday. Congrats. It's crazy because somebody says them to me, he's like, Bro, you're gonna, you've been a dad for a decade. Perspective. And when they, when, when, when my homegirl, when she said that, I was like, I was like, Shit. Like, damn, I've been a dad since I was 25 years old. And, like, I know kids that are, I know, I'm talking about kids. I know guys that are 25 years old right now, and I'm just trying to put my mind frame back now as a 35-year-old father. Like, damn, like, what the hell was I going? Like, I know men that are 30 that say, hell, I'm not ready for no fucking kids. Like, I I wanted my son. So when that shit came, like, that just lit the fire. But, yeah, my son's 10th birthday. Uh, we doing a little uh, birthday party at the spot down here in Boca called Launch, like a trampoline obstacle course. Yeah, 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 and then yeah. I bought him the Travis Scott concert tickets. We going to, I'm gonna take him to Travis. See I, Travis I gotta start Scott cutting hair. I gotta yeah, start right. cutting hair, Mike. Mike. Yeah, <laughs> keep, him, keep him away from know the about riots. No, no, no. We up in the 300 section. I got yeah, him where yeah, if we need to get up out of there. We good yeah, to go. I thought you know his concerts was banned for a little. Nah, bit. yo, I went to that shit. This is my so this is my second time seeing this actual show. Yeah. So I went in December for my birthday. I've been to a lot of concerts. I heard he's one of the best performers. I've been to a lot of concerts. Seen a lot of performers, festivals. There's nobody like Travis Scott. No, I heard. I heard he was. I I swear to God, Coach. I'm talking about like. I like him, but I don't. That shit. That shit gave me goosebumps, bro. Really? It's crazy. Like he he played one song nine times in a row. (laughs) Fiend. He played that shit nine (laughs) times, and on the ninth time. It still felt like it was the first time. Yeah. They broke the sound record at the Miami Heat at the Heat Stadium that night. 
Like people, it was so crazy. Like you could feel the floor shaking from that. How many? Crazy, uh, how many people generally on stage with him? I hate all that rap shit with forty by people. Man. He's by himself. See, he's he not never, like rap. He rap, never though. has anybody he, on stage. Yeah, he's like rock. Yeah, he, alternative rap. Yeah, type he, shit. he's not like a rap rap. Yeah, but the streets. But now when he want to get in his bag. Now, now, now he's got some. When Travis want to spit, he gonna spit. But it's kind of like if it if if shit ain't broke. Yeah. You ain't got to, for what? Switch it up for what? He's a little suburb boy. He ain't County Brownie, isn't he? Nah, hell no. Nah. I heard nah, he, he was from like the suburbs. Nah, he's from Houston. Houston. Nigga from Houston. Yeah. Yeah. Houston got suburbs. I mean, he got some suburbs, <laughs> but I don't remember <laughs> him being in those suburbs. But the thing I like about I, I, I like about him, bro, is like there's videos of him performing for like 15, 20 people. Yeah, mm. with same the same energy, same energy bro. That's Nothing changed. Yeah, it just got he just got more money to do shit yeah. wilder. So yeah, Man. Saturday, son's tenth birthday. Shout out to my boy Kai. Uh, we going at it. I'm surprising him with the Travis Scott concert Word. for his birthday. So my mind's just kind of just been everything's just been consumed with that, and then. Um, just been working on my on my systems, man. My daily systems, the the things that make me feel good about myself. You know, the things that, that I can control in my body. Go there, go there a little know? bit more. Go, so uh, systems, I like I like that. I Tell do this thing. It. Mike, know they get on me. People get on me on the gram all the time. Like I do grounding as much as I can. You know, I try to get my feet in the dirt, in the grass. You're laying the grass. See, I've been I'll, wanting to I'll do, do that. Unlike grass on your feet. Man. I've been it's, wanting to do that, but it's so it's much crazy. dog shit in my apartment building. <laughs> no, no, no. I you, I always, I'm always looking down. I'm always yeah, looking down. Right. I have stepped in dog shit before. I'm not even gonna hold you. But it was just like I was so I'm so locked in on on doing that because it's just time to myself. Like what I don't take my phone yeah, in the morning. In the morning, yeah. In the morning, but then there's times where I miss it, or if I got if I have like a high stress moment or whatever, or I'm some got me tight, I go put my feet in that grass and I walk my ass around this big ass lake in my neighborhood. But then it also is like an ego. It helps me control my ego because. I'm just this tall, skinny ass, tattooed black guy walking in the grass around this lake with no shoes on. Looking like a hippie. I look crazy. I, I hope you smoke So it's joint. like I go out there because it, it's, it just helps me relieve my stress. Nah, you know, I, I can heard, deal I with that. my thoughts. Sometimes yeah, I, I walk that. around, I'm in a good mood. Sometimes I'm fucking crying. You know, sometimes it's hot as hell. Sometimes it's pouring rain. Like if I need, if it's time to go walk, I'm getting in that fucking grass. Yeah. So that's like a system of mine. It's like something I got to show up for Corey at least one time out of the day. You know what I'm yeah, saying? If sure. I, if somebody if, if these people can pay me seventy five dollars for a, an hour of my time, I can make a, I can take an hour away of my time for myself because my time for myself is more valuable. You're your than best friend. Going to work, you have to be. But this is something be. I had to practice. Like I said, it's a system of working on it. I feel like like you were saying earlier, like you always going. There's always going to be the next step. You know, I'll never have my systems perfect, but I'll always make sure that I show up for myself and for me, my nigga. That's enough. Right. So that's what I've been. That's what my mind's been at lately. With yeah, you um, showed up talking shit. that shit today, bro. Yeah, that's man. You dog. sure? You sure you don't fuck with stones? Man, like fuck no. You say you don't. Hell no. Nah, we talking about stones, man. man you know this like, people like, that we talking about we crystals and shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what's wrong with crystals? Oh man. Like uh, in oh, the fucking yeah, in the angel numbers here. and that man. So he wasn't here. He's a big like you should. I hope you ain't got none on. He ain't got none on. You ain't got none on. But he's kind of like bro. A little, people be talking just, about I'm charging these things up, and he's I'm not like, a big energy. What the fuck vibe. is it like? No, it's who, not like me or kryptonite you, or You're not shit. a big one. Nah, like, yeah, I just do it, it cosmetically. Yeah, he is, that shit like, look good. Yeah, right. Put that shit yeah. on, man. Look out here. <laughs> put that, that shit, shit looks good. On. I'm gonna put it on, but I'm not about to be like, yo, 
this is a, a so-and-so crystal and this shit brought it, me back to life yeah it it, it helps me with my with my, my positive thoughts i get the fuck out. who said that the rock yeah, told you that's funny the rock, the rock fucking the rock, the, that rock told rock, you let them people be, but to each man. his own let the, yeah, let own. the people go you know man. some some, some motherfuckers think i'm crazy because i walk around barefoot i yeah, love crystals yeah. my daughter loves everybody's, crystals. You know? everybody's considered to be a weirdo to everybody yeah you know i'm but, not but, saying that they're stupid yeah, just my. I have a different perspective. Normal is lame, man. Normal is lame. Normal is lame. I'm a weird you, motherfucker too. But you know. consider your weird normal to you? Because it like, is. I'm normal, motherfucker. You're weird, but I'm <laughs> my normal. You're weird, <laughs> motherfucker. Like, <laughs> well, what's the what? Are, what are we basing off? What's yeah. the gauge? Who who t- who's the person that dictates and says this is fucking weird or this cool? Yeah, who it's makes rules? Perspective. I don't like make your own rules, man. It's perspective. So there's no such thing as normal in this sense. Exactly, bro. Yeah. There's no sense. Well, we getting philosophical. Yeah, I know, right? Boy, yeah. What do you think? Yeah, what the hell we on on It's your mindset. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some motherfuckers, <laughs> they they think that this is how a man should look or a woman should look based off of off of the off of society or the most popular people who exist. Type. Let's shit. stay there. Let's stay there yeah. for a minute. We're getting kind of off of our general plan a little bit, but let's let's stay there. Um. Elaborate on that point a little bit because I've been thinking a lot about this. Okay, so perfect. I was having a conversation at the barbershop with the guys a couple months back, and I was like, um, there was a singer named A. Marie, and she sings this song, uh, Just This One Thing, you know? And that was like early 2000s. But if you look at the video, every one of the girls that were in the video were slim. Slim, nice, petite shape. Even A. Marie, she is not filling up those pockets at all. But she was fucking beautiful, and that mm-hmm. was what mm-hmm. the standard was at that time. Remember how crazy people acted when J. Lo wore that dress to the to that right. award show? Right. They fucking lost it. Why? Because it was out of the norm. Women weren't. That wasn't a sign of sex. That wasn't like yeah. sexy at that time. It was such a shock to people. But then it all turned. It ultimately turned into that. And then what do you see? Every fucking chick's got their titty in their chest out now. Every That's for the like norm. the past five years, that was what. Yeah, so it's like society and people who are in positions of power, like athletes, celebrities, social media figures, based off of how they want to move the scale. Society tends, or the weaker-minded people, tend to follow what those structures are, you know. And then that's when you have people who don't so like subscribe to that shit. They're called weird because they're really just walking in their own lane. I think we see, uh, especially especially today with all this cultural uh, stuff going on that, um, you know, people talk a lot about masculinity. What, how do you define masculinity? What is masculinity? Um, to be quite honest, I do, you can attest, I can be quite feminine in some areas. I don't know about feminine, but I can be not emotional. I can be, no, I'm not emotional. Just, you know, crystals and shit yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Um, flamboyant is that a good one? I'm not really flamboyant no. though. I'm not I, fucking with it. I like no, to be no, loud but understated yeah, yeah, if that yeah, makes yeah, sense. Yeah, uh, Stand up. But my thing is, is and people make fun of me all the time, but I'm cool with it because I'm comfortable with myself. But you're the yeah. same way. I'm the same way. You're the same you way. Know, you should have seen. Fucking heels, you should have seen the sunglasses. I'm wearing fucking flares. I want flares. He had on, but he faced up. He's down. Somebody, what the fuck you got on? I had on. He had like the boots that Prince used to wear. Right, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I wear them shits. Like, dog. Yeah. I fucking wear them. You got with fucking flares. Chaps too, like, yeah. bro, hey, man. 
and you I'm okay right? with Fuck it. Fuck no, that's that's wild. I'm okay with it. But I'm like this. I'm like this. I I show up to the gym and I do pretty much the most masculine thing you can think of all day, every day for a living. Yeah. yeah. I don't I don't gotta be a tough man or a masculine man on my personal time, my free time. I don't I don't I don't I just call that security. You know? That's yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. I you know call saying? that security. Yeah. And I feel like I'm what, very comfortable. What's more masculine than being secure with yourself? Yeah. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Instead of trying to portray this fucking tough guy. That, oh no, you shouldn't talk to me like this. Or I go to the yeah. gym, I do that. Man, get the fuck out of I here. I used to wear like yeah, pink, just a bunch of dumb that like, that I used to have like, like a dope pair of like pink Nikes. You remember those pink Nikes? Yeah, so I used to get on some of my. I used to Shout wear out them to Cameron. Out, and people used to be like, yes. "Well, the fuck, you wear pink Nikes for you queer?" I'm like. Yeah, but what would it feel like to get kicked in the mouth with a guy with pink Nikes on? <laughs> I got, I got nothing. <laughs> I got nothing. How would you feel about that? Yeah, like, a pink snicker in your it, mouth. Exactly right. Like who's in the words? Like you really just got beat up by somebody I, with pink Nikes on? Yeah, just, bro. Just for me, out. like I got that shit from my dad. Like my dad was the dude in church wearing the purple ties and stuff like that with the nice shoes and the different rhinestones. Suit. Nah, yeah. not the rhinestones. No, See, my dad fucks with I the pearls. I He never had. Well, he didn't. He wasn't at that time, but he always taught me. He was like, "Hey, bro, be yourself." Yeah. And he said, the thing that he he told me when I got older, he was like, "The thing that's crazy about it is women always love a man that's confident more than a man that sticks into the crowd. You'll always stick out no matter what by just being yourself." Word. That'll be your biggest flex right there. It's just being core. So like I've never had a problem trying any style out. Like if I see something I like it, I'm putting that shit Word. on. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, if it's comfortable and I fuck with it, I'm if gonna not, wear it. You go home and put that shit away. Bro, I had a first. I had for my birthday I wore a first uh, shirt, long sleeve shirt. Yeah, with, uh, with, with, that's flamboyant. With leather flare pants and some and some heel boots. Yeah, he's a little flamboyant. I was like, bro, man, you know, with some fucking doing, pearls on. I've been trying to get into more. Uh, like, colors are my thing whenever I dress. I've been getting trying to get into more textures. I was reading something. Textures. textures. Yeah, different kinds of man. textures and clothes and it shit does like it. that. Like gotta con- put that bro. contrast and shit you like that. Gotta be confident, this man. Go coming to the gym with some big ass like fur on your back or something. That's the thing. Like, I don't, don't care. Like, that it don't matter. You see that shit, coaches wear. You know what? I was like trying to think of like a little like Look, a huh? suit, like a hoodie suit. Outfit, That's clean. Like a suit clean. with a hoodie on. Like, what would you think? That's about? What... Y'all would like that. Yeah, we'll do that out in when we uh, yeah. edit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta put that shit on. The confidence, yeah. man. The confidence speaks more than fucking anything, bro. When you walk it's into loud, a room, when right? you walk into a room, you ain't gotta say shit. Like your presence is felt. Same thing with a fighter. You're talking that shit, dog. Same thing with a fighter. A nigga yeah. that walk in a room full of men, if he know he holds his own, there's a different air about him. What do they say? Tough and guys. People feel tough that shit, tough guys. You know? People feel people feel that <laughs> I'm so shit. Not for everywhere I go. Yeah. I'm like, eh, that's because you're, you're, you're crazy, like, but yeah, I know, right? That's a crazy, <laughs> but like, eh, like, like, Mike, you know where you are, huh? Like, <laughs> just be chilling. These things are killers. Like, but that's what I'm saying. There's a different that confidence. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So for me, I think that's that's masculinity. Just being secure. I think that supersedes all. You know, yeah. being in your bag. You know, this is my bag. This is what I fuck with, and I'm cool with this. There's a lot of motherfuckers out there that spend way too much time comparing themselves to other people, and it's a fucking wasted exercise. I mean, that's uh, what it is. That's going. That's going to be. That's Everywhere. from the beginning of time. Niggas gonna yeah. hate because but it's niggas gonna hate bro. because it's, it's all because you know it's, I mean? it's in your face. Like everywhere you turn around, like somebody's got to like put on the show or 
stun or front like something's there not there. Is that, oh my god, this guy posted this picture. Oh wait a minute, let me go do something so I can post a picture. Yeah, you sitting at home like yeah, I don't like, care. Yeah, but we got we kind of got uh, that was that was that was that was dope bones. I appreciate you sharing. We kind of kind of got off of our. Uh, well, the we direction and their script was going a little bit, but I guess I'll go. Uh, you and me go next. I'll just I'll just do a quick catch up. I do a quick catch up. Um, first of all, uh, it's kind of cool being the the the, the full time guy here on Menace's mic. Um, this is my first time jumping into this some podcast uh, podcast shit. So uh, I appreciate the opportunity, Mike, uh, to come here and chop it up with you. And I appreciate of it. Of course, pleasure to meet Bones that, you know, Likewise. we don't have history together. So it's just been, been really dope. Uh, I was in Abu Dhabi last week. Sydney Outlaw had a grappling match. He, uh, submitted, uh, what's old boy's name? Uh, Terrence McKinney in, uh, uh, about a minute and 15 minutes. Damn, that's seconds. how quick it was? Yeah, it was quick. <laughs> really? It was quick. He, he yoked him up. He has be talking that shit on Twitter. Yeah, yeah too much. A bit, too much. Too much. Bit, I fuck with it. Right we talking that shit, dog. Yeah, but like, calm down. Yeah, no. Stop. But remember what we was talking we, about? Niggas we do need that. to do better. No, we need to do better. Yeah, we. We. It's a big we, we. word. Yeah, and I feel you. they don't yeah. feel that. Like they don't. So anyway, we don't yeah. stick together. You know, so yeah, we never realized that. So that's that's, that's one of the things. <laughs> um, additionally, I am. Um, I'm bones. I'm I'm taking the jump into social media i've been reluctantly doing it content's been fire lately i ain't gonna hold you the quality word fucking a1 thank you for the feedback i love that framing uh, of the videos too. but i um i started a discord channel mm. so uh we're about two weeks into it um it's not necessarily a i didn't want to do like a regular vanilla technique show and tell page mm. Um, I wanted to be more applied coaching with the goal of not just coaching athletes, but coaching coaches as well. Um, so there's going to be, I, I plan on anyway, having a lot of real life scenarios, uh, you know, working some behind the scenes in there, some fight week stuff, um, and just general overall philosophy of how I conduct my business. Um, I think that me, Henry, and the rest of us – the rest of us um, have built something that's very unique to the industry, and I want to get that out there. And hopefully, I can make a couple bucks while doing it. So that's where I'm at. Uh, Michael. 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 How long you been? How long you been coaching for? I've only ever coached. I've never had a job interview in my life. I graduated from college in May. I was hired on June 1 for my first coaching job as associate head coach. I did that for 10 years, and then I moved down here, and I've been doing this for nine. So 19. 19. Ain't that some shit? Jesus. So in, in the, 19, the 19 years <laughs> mm -hmm. that you've been coaching, what do you feel is the most valuable lesson that you've learned about yourself? <clears throat> That's a... That's a really good question. I don't know if I can get to a really, really specific answer, but I will say this. Um, probably in the last five or six years, I've been really, I find the right word, amazed, happy, content that I'm still discovering a lot of things about myself. Um, 
obviously you grow and you create different and diverse experiences that allow you to grow in different ways. Um, you know, if you're living, if you're, you know, committed to all these different areas of your life, I think that hopefully should happen uh, organically. Um, but I, I, along that same line, I, I've always known, but it's coming clear the the type of impact and power. I don't mean power as in ruling, but just impact and uh, that that I have. Like I I believe that I am a powerful person, whether it be through words and actions. And I think at this point in my life, as I said, I'm starting to understand that. But at this point in my life, I'm not utilizing it to the extent that I think I can. So you finally truly realize your value. Um, I don't know if I I don't know if I if I figured that the value part out. But what I do know, because the reason I asked, because my follow question was because I was going to say, why do you want to start doing this now? And. You answered the question. Yeah. So, yeah, no, that, that's exactly <laughs> it. Um, I don't know what that value is, but I know that I am living under under it. You and your purpose. Right now. For sure. You know what I mean? Purpose and a lot of it has purpose. to do with, um, I, I, you know, it's, it's crazy. I was just thinking about this walking in. Whenever I was a young boy, I was like painfully shy, like painfully, painfully shy. And here I am doing a podcast on the on the fucking internet you know that's real as fuck coach i fuck with that you well, know it's not so live fuck so you can hide behind the cameras right? yeah and ain't no hide man. i don't hide here. from nobody <laughs> <laughs> so um so yeah i i desire to make an impact on this earth way beyond the mma athletes that i coach and i need to put do a better job put myself in position to do that fuck and man. i don't say that arrogantly you know guys know me but you know me uh, a little bit. It's just little that's where you at. It's where it. I need to go. It's where I'm going. Yeah. But Mike, Mike, uh, catch us up. How far out are you from your fight? Fuck, I don't know. Two, two weeks, three weeks, two, two weeks of training, and a week weeks. or no, one we and got one. A week of training. Okay, catch us up, man. This is um, I've done enough Keep fight camps. Running. I know that uh, those those last few weeks are. Um, are not only important, but... Uh, Camp's been camp. You yep. know what it is? Like, we've been doing this shit for 16... Damn, 16 years. Cause Still I, the realest in the game. Right, because 14 years in the UFC and took me about two years to get there. So, yep. yeah. So, just about that. And um, you know what's been different is, like, I always told somebody I took a step back and I became just, like, a back to a student. Like, I just told myself, huh. I don't know shit. Huh. You know, I was like, I don't know anything. Let me go learn from Nick Lentz. Let me go learn from Jordan Oliver. You know, let me go learn from these guys that are great at what they do. And I'm just going to think that I don't know shit. You know, go to Herbert Burns, Gilbert Burns, you know, go to guys like that. Jason Jackson, for instance, you know, just guys like that that are great at what they do. And I'm like, hey, just, just oh, yeah, just pick it up on that. Then maybe I should change that. Maybe I should do that. And then it's weird because... It's like you're gonna make me cry. <laughs> the young boy's growing. And it's weird because now I'm taking like the little shit that I'm getting back and now it's starting to implement back into my game and now it's becoming whole again as 
it wasn't like being like one dimensional and me trying to look for shit to do and try to figure out like some special like move and try to figure out what's going wrong. It's like, no, you kind of got away from being a student of the game. Like just get mm. back to loving it. So that's where I am. That's where I met. And it's been great. Like my body feels good. I'm stronger. I'm healthier. My mind's better. Mm. And um, I got a good fight. I got a perfect fight ahead of me for me to go in here and, and show out and get back going and show people that, man, this dude's been in the UFC for this long, but what Still busting ass. Fuck? Yeah, like, he don't look like he didn't lost a step. Mm -hmm. and, like, he's, he's getting better. Like, he just gained a step. Like, how is he still this fast? Like, what the fuck is going on? Like, uh, just, uh, I don't know what's going on. That's what I'm telling him. Just keep You know, uh, uh, what you say? What did we just say? 19 years? So, in a sport or an athletic venture, or really anything, really, you're going to have those peaks and valleys, right? Um, and what I've seen, not just through my own athletic experience, but through observing people for a long time, um, in those valleys, when it's difficult, when it's hard, when you don't feel like going, obviously those are the most important days to show up. Um, but uh, they're there's still a lot of learning and development that takes place inside those moments. Um, that's why I think you see, like whenever you take a few weeks off of training, obviously not in camp, but you take a few weeks off of training, and the first day you come back, that move you've been working on and hitting and hitting, you just couldn't get it, you just couldn't get it, and then, then all of a sudden it magically works. You know, I think yeah. that's just one of the uh, magical things about uh, people and, and how they learned it, you know, it might not seem like it right now in this moment, but if you're honest, you're accountable and responsible, you're still doing very productive work regardless of how it feels right yeah. now. Yeah. You know, like said, that was just a, a I wasn't not to refer to you, but that was just kind of a, a tangent, I guess. Yo, so in camp, like when you, some fighters, they say they do like the one thing I always remember about Floyd, he said he never did it. But do you watch like tape on the people who you're fighting, or do you try to just do a little like, bit? You're the guys that say I'm just I'm just trying to better. I'm be, yeah, be the I watch. Myself. I, I watch some tape in the beginning <clears throat> just to see like how they fight, you know, see uh, when they're aggressive, how long are they aggressive. You know, I look at things like that because um, I try not to get like focused like on the actual fight if that makes sense because. Yeah. They're fighting a different style, mm. maybe. Maybe they got a different game plan for the guy I'm watching. New coach type yeah. shit. Maybe Let me tell you something, too. Um, I've sat in the corner of a lot of UFC fights. Guys, MMA fighters, look way better on film than they do up front in, uh, inside the cage. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a fight. A lot I, of guys I, are I, sloppy. You know, I A lot know. of guys just throwing punches and kicks and hoping something lands. Honestly. Yeah. I feel you. So I think you, is there ever a time where like you can remember seeing some shit on tape, and then you saw it in the fight and was able to execute on it, like the way you trained for it in camp? No, and that's fucking crazy for me to say in like forty something fights. Really? Like damn near like oh yeah I was oh I studied this on film and it worked to that T. Because it, it doesn't seem like that. Just like some the famous quote Mike Tyson, everybody's got a plan until yada yada. Shit goes wrong in fights sometimes. Well, that, that's the thing mm -hmm. as it refers, uh, pertaining to you too, is 
you have a unique skill set. So that film you're watching has is not gonna look like what you fitting to put on that dude. Yeah, you know oh, yeah. what I'm they saying. They watch all the time. It's like, like yeah, it's like until you get in front of me, you're not in front of it. Yeah, like you see, I'm fast on film, but just wait until like we're up close and then you got to deal with my movements and you got to deal with a, a different shit so it's a lot that goes into just like watching film yeah it's like a uh like a uh up-tempo football offense right yeah like you watch the film you watch the film we're but gonna put the, the outside linebacker strong safety here blah 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 yeah. and you line that thing up the, and these moves fast. the heart rate cardio yeah. all that shit gets yeah. in there goes crazy with you yeah yeah it moves yeah. It, it moves fast you know and shit Goes wrong sometimes. Sometimes you know? it yeah. do. But you know, it's great when the game can slow down and everything, and you can it's a just beautiful get moment. in there and forget. Yeah, because then it's like, ooh, slow like, motion. Oh, and then that, you start yeah. seeing shit left and right. When's the last time you felt that moment, Mike? Yeah. They call that the zone, I think, right? Yeah. Um, it's been a while. The Casey fight I was in, and I saw everything going from that one. Um, you know, I can, any of the fights, look at all the fights I do great in, and I just look. Like yeah, it's almost champion. like a mystical place to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, you yeah, can yeah. tell uh, you when was, I'm not. In I it. remember that fight when you knocked out that Brazilian guy. Oh, T. Yeah, yeah. That was it. Was where, untouchable in that one. Yeah. So, well, that's how we. That's what we gotta find. That's why it's important to journal to know how to yeah. get back there, yes. and that's why it's important to go there in training every day. Speaking you know? of knockouts, you know, it's uh, I don't know what kind of mouthpiece he had in. You know, you guys like how I'm going to play this in real quick. I'm just going to tell everybody. I don't know where um, you're going to go. Uh, you don't know where I'm going to go is. You know, one of our great sponsors, Impact Dental Design, Ooh. Mouthpiece, you know, and the creator of Face Meets Fist is going to join us today. My good friend, Dr. Andrew Sarwitz, if he's on, if my maestro can Andrew. There he is. Andrew, up, what's happening? Hey, I remember you, dog. How you doing? What's up, buddy? What's up, brother? How you doing? Good. So quick, thanks, for, thanks for coming on, man. So, so quick story with this guy. That's why I got to have him on. We got to discuss the brands, everything. So quick story. This was probably, what, like eight years ago, maybe, uh, when Cameo first came out and became a thing. <laughs> He, um, somebody requested me to send him like a happy birthday or something, and he requested it. <laughs> I remember that. on the cameo. Yeah, we. I was like leaving New York in the airport, yeah. and and that's when I did it, and um, we built a relationship like ever since. You know, um, he invited me up to New York to, um, take a visit in his uh, great dental office. You know, he's a dentist up in New York, uh, the Bronx. You know, yes, and um, baby. he's um. He was. I don't know if you still are. You got to remind me of this. The Nets team doctor, uh, Dennis, oh, shit. as well. So, you know, he invited me to a, a game. I got to get, you know, the jersey with my name on the back mm. of it and the suite and everything. So he what? laid out the red carpet for me. Yeah, bro. Come and on, just, Doc. Yeah, and it's Come incredible, bro. And I, and I talk about this because, like, and I did a post of it. Like, MMA game don't really bring a lot of great shit they don't bring a lot of great people around you honestly and that's in a lot of business you know but fortunately you know there's a lot of great people that come with it at times and i've met a great relationship andrew how are you doing doing good my man how's it going <laughs> good 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 thank you for joining us um yeah so i just wanted to um you know get you on the podcast and talk about what you got going on and how you got started with everything and, you know, where the mouthpiece uh, business is going and how many UFC fighters you got. I was just thinking about that. You got to be on the roster. It, it's getting crazy, man. I want to say if I'm being conservative, I'd say 10% across the board. Wait, 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 wait. 10% like of what? The UFC like roster. Like the whole roster. 
It's got. It's got to be something yeah, it's, like it's that. Everybody. Oh damn, Doc! It's everybody. <laughs> yeah, I uh, yeah. Look at looking oh. around this room too. This is uh, one of those moments where I'm like, "There's clearly been some mistake here. This is not how <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here." Oh shit! Um, we got actually got a chair right here for you, man. You belong right here. Next time I'm down, man, for sure. I mean, it's <laughs> it, it's been a bit. I used to take the trip uh, down to uh, down to Kill Cliff to do the mouthpieces for the boys. Um, but yeah, man, it's been a wild ride. And, and it's funny you telling that story about cameo. Um, it was like, you know, medium embarrassing, but that's kind of like what happened. We we bumped into each other at a UFC event, like one of those meet and greets. And I saw you come in across the room and I'm like freaking out. And I was like whispering to, to Pauline, who you know, my fiance at the time. I was like, oh my God, it's Michael Johnson. And she's like, what's the matter with you? Just go go say hello. And I was like, I can't do it. Um, but she's like, you got the perfect opening. Just show him that, that video. Um, and sure enough, she was right. I got I got brave for about 30 seconds. Mm. Like I was about to ask you to dance or something. Um, and, and no, we started ch chatting, you know what I mean? Um, and I think, uh, you know, it was maybe like a half an hour or something, just, just chit-chatting and, and, you know, we, we, we connected. I think the open bar probably had something to do with that, you know? No. <laughs> no, I'm just, um, I, I, I'm a people's person. You know, I, I like to, you know, have conversation and, you know. There we go. Yeah, we just become best friends. Um, <laughs> But yeah, man, to, to your credit, um, you know, we stayed in touch and, and that was kind of what, what started everything. Um, so wait, and, I was, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Because uh, yeah, my, yeah. my, my question was going to be, um, I wanted to hear you talk about scaling up to capturing 10% of the UFC roster. Um, that started with Michael Johnson? <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, if cool. I didn't name... I could probably, I'll name two people. I would say Mike, definitely number one. He was the first guy that really opened the door and started introducing me to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, the second people was, um, you know, yeah. The uh, the second was the, the bantamweight goat, Algernon Sterling, my guy here in New York. He was another one who kind of just introduced me around. And no, it wasn't. I'll say with, without a doubt, like the, the two of them. Don't take my dog's credit, them, man. There's no way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll change it. I'll change it to distance. Section. No, I was just in. Uh, I, I was just in Abu Dhabi, uh, and uh, Aljo com competed there too. And I haven't spent a lot of yeah. time with him, man. He's a really solid man and a really solid person and obviously a really good fighter. So that doesn't surprise yeah, really, me that he extended really that will to you. Too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's a good dude and, and one of the few where you could say, you know, success goes to a lot of people's heads, but he is the exact same as when I met him years ago. Didn't, didn't change a bit, still really down to earth and just just a cool dude. But, yeah, uh, just a dude. But, yeah. Andrew, yeah, what, was your, but, what was your journey like from being the nuts Dennis to now and going through that journey and um should I call you DDS like every time I see Dennis I get like the hangover part <laughs> where, the, where the dudes that he's like uh, oh yeah. yeah if anybody gets sick call a doctor I am a doctor <laughs> <laughs> I'd be really interested uh to hear that and a little bit about the um you know compare and contrast working across the two sports yeah so i, I thought you were going to say ptsd from all the uh, the abuse over the years but that's, <laughs> that's not bad i'll take that um yeah man i uh it, it was sort of a random gig um me and um you know a couple of my partners were, were brought onto the medical staff of the brooklyn nets 
And it was, it was a really cool experience. It was a really grueling experience, but I knew, you know, nothing is permanent. So while I was doing that, I was just focusing on sort of my own kind of branding, I guess is the word. And, and, you know, I was a huge UFC fan at the time. So I started networking as best I could. And, you know, sometimes that meant sliding into the, to the DMS and, and things like that. And just, you know, going to a lot of these meet and greet type events and just putting myself out there. Um, and yeah, that, that's pretty much how it happened. You know, um, we just kind of like bumped into each other and I started just deciding that I was going to be the MMA guy, you know, just that's, that's how I envisioned myself. It was, it was a sort of one of those, you know, fake it till you make it situations. It's, you know, I I like to say like, like, you know, 80% skill and probably 20% delusion, something like that. Sometimes it's reversed (laughs) depending on which day you catch me, but, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Somebody's got to be the first one to believe it. Um, and, you know, I, I I was the first one I started telling people and then, you know, certain guys like, like Mike were like, oh, I guess this is the guy. Let me, let me give him a shot. And, you know, came, came up for some regular dental work and we just started, you know, realizing we had a similar kind of mindset, a similar drive, at least on the business side of things in terms of, you know, fitness and stuff like that. I, I'm going the other way, <laughs> uh, but People you used to think I was so cool. For those, for the fans, I was that, like, "Yeah, my that, dentist in New York. I gotta go see my dentist." Oh yeah, how you long you been Concierge, a few dentist. days. <laughs> I, I, for, I gotta fly up to New York and see him real quick. Be yeah, right back. Yeah. <laughs> be right back. For those uh, maybe people watching that don't know, ten percent of the UFC roster. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 60, 70 guys. Yeah, I think that's roughly, accurate. roughly like, like every uh, every fight card. We what separates your mouth guard, sir? I'm putting you on <laughs> on the spot. What's well, that, what I, separates I, your I, mouth guard? I'll tell you what, you know, everybody asks about like competition and who, mm. you know, how I stack up and things like that. But to be brutally honest, there isn't a lot of competition. I think most companies are run by, you know, lab technicians, guys off the street, you know, more people that work in a lab as opposed to clinicians who know head and neck anatomy and stuff like that. So that's number one. You definitely want to make sure a dentist is designing your mouthpiece. Um, you know, because any, anything you buy, like over-the-counter stuff, even like low-end things, anything you put between your teeth is going to protect them. It's only going to get you so far, though. Um, you know, I'm more concerned with, with brain trauma, concussions, you know, being knocked unconscious, things like that. So I'm concerned with... Can you stay you know, there? Can you stay there? Elaborate a little bit about the importance of that and just the whole chain of things that happens when someone gets punched in the face oh totally yeah i mean it's a great question too because a lot of people don't really think that there's any connection between you know your teeth and your brain but it dude it's your head it's all connected so um i mean i could nerd out as long as you want i'll, I'll give you a quick rundown right yeah. so yeah, 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 yeah. if you're thinking we hear we hear um, dog yeah we go let's learn a thing or two there's going to be a quiz at the end just to make sure you're paying attention um <laughs> But anyway, so like, you know, obviously like your TMJ joint is the connection between your your jaw and your skull, right? And obviously the important stuff is in your skull, but anytime you're taking any sort of force on your jaw, it's going to be translated. And usually it's the contralateral side. So if you're hit on the right side, it's the left TMJ that's getting traumatized and stuff like that. So um, the joint itself is really stupid. And I say that because it's it's not even like a single joint. It's kind of like a double joint. So the first part of it, when you open your mouth about a third of the way, it's like a ball and socket. 
just like this. But once you go beyond a third of the way, it literally dislocates and pops out. And that's how you can open really wide. And yeah. then when you close, it slides back in. So, you know, as you can imagine, if you get caught at the wrong time when that's dislocated like that, you, you're doing some serious damage just to your jaw itself. And on the flip side, if you're hit when it's really compressed like that, you're translating the force from your jaw right to your brain, basically. So there's a sweet spot where I can open up your mouth and mm. open up that joint and hold it kind of like this. So that extra, you know, let's just say three or four millimeters is just enough to kind of dampen that force so that it doesn't hit you in the skull. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the only way to really, you know, know whether that's true or not is to experience it, you know, to use it and to get hit and to, to you know, to compare it to, you know, what you've been using yeah. before. Yeah, I've been fucking knocked like... out and hit with a bunch of mouthpieces. <laughs> I've been hit really hard with your mouthpiece, and I've been knocked out. So you know, it's like, and that's the funny thing. I fucking, I, I, I woke up. I was like, I was like, I was like, you know what, the motherfucker, I just making up all excuses. I'm like, the fucking mouthpiece, the motherfucking mouthpiece. <laughs> like every, like everything, like that, it'd be like, like everything, bro. Just making up excuses. And get back to the hotel, look in the mirror, like you asshole. And then I watch my other fights. I'm like, well, shit, I got hit hard as a motherfucker right there, right on the mouth. The mouthpiece worked just fine. That's fascinating, though. The same exact mouthpiece. Some people think, some people think it's just so you don't bite your your tongue or lips, you know what I mean, or your gums, or not your gums, your yeah. cheek. Yeah. But um, and the, the, a great thing about yours also is it, it gives me a little breathing hole, like on the back, or <clears throat> I'm biting down on a specific like elevated part on it, and I do notice a lot of mouthpieces don't have that. So you know, my mouth yeah, is closed, but I, mouth is closed, but I'm still able to breathe like in mm -hmm. and out, you know. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's so much that goes into it that you just wouldn't even think of. Like, seems simple, right? It seems simple on the surface, right? Exactly. And that's why like, everyone kind of like overlooks it. And the, the thing I tell people, like you're only allowed to bring so many things into the cage with you. Like, why not try to take every advantage that you can? You know, get a really good cup, number one. Get a really good mouthpiece, number two. Protect the important stuff. Yeah, um, right. Right. But, but yeah. what, what you were describing, like the way that the teeth fit together, that's the concept of occlusion. So it's 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 even important how those your jaws connect. We wanted them to connect in the right spot. And I'll I'll say something about um, Aljamain really quickly. He was the first guy who figured out that if you slightly protrude your mandible, you're actually hold on, dog. slow things. that shit, yeah. slow that hold shit on. down. <laughs> slightly protrude your mandible. Which one? So think about it, right? Like, so, we talked about, so we talked about that TMJ joint and how yep. we want things open just a little bit. Now imagine that you're moving your jaw forward slightly when you bite down and clench. You're, you're potentially giving yourself even more space. So now when I take the bite or take the occlusion, I'm actually telling people to kind of move their jaw forward just a couple of millimeters. So when you're clenching, you're actually giving yourself a little bit of extra space. Is that a physical uh, thing or, 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 or is your mouthpiece designed to kind of push that out? It's, it's kind of designed that way. Like, we'll mold your bottom teeth in the biting surface too. So it kind of gives you a repeatable position. So if you're going to clench, you'll find like little grooves there that you can kind of hold your jaw into. And the other thing that's good too, is like, if you're taking shots, like from the side, 
it prevents it from slipping out, you know? So if you get a good shot right on the chin, rather than having your whole jaw pop out, it, it keeps it clenched and it keeps it stable there too, which is kind of cool. And I think that's, Mike, that's what you were talking about, being able to kind of bite down in that same repeatable position and be really stable and be able to breathe and stuff like that. Yeah, it's never come loose or, or given me any problems. I've been cracked pretty hard. I mean, Except you when I bust your ass. Shit. Well, I bust your shit. No, I, need to know how much these, I need to know how much these things cost. <laughs> I need to know. I need to know how much they cost. How much is a mouthpiece, yeah, well, a custom mouthpiece? If I need to fly to New York with Mike next time, I need to get. Yeah, I got the mold. I got the molds. Streets here, is dangerous. You know <laughs> Listen, I, got, I have I have the molds here. <laughs> Who you think everybody in the gym comes to to do it? A gym full of fifty professional fighters, and each one that gets a mouthpiece from him, these motherfuckers come up and ask me to mold it for him. And I'm like, what have you been doing since then? Like, I don't understand it. Like, you don't know how to mold a mouthpiece? No, Michael, brother, please help me. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, Mike's the assistant out here in Florida. Man, I, I really enjoy talking to people that are passionate and knowledgeable about their craft, man. That was, um, I do this shit every day, all, fucking all the time, man. And, you know, but yeah, going back to, some new going, shit. Going back to Bones asking where can he get one. Um, we'll provide a link, but yeah, give yeah. a shout out yeah, to everybody totally. and him and yeah, buddy. Thanks guys. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in the process of redoing the website right now. It's impactdentaldesigns.com, but you can find me on, um, Instagram to impact dental designs. Um, the, the, the cool thing about it is the, the company isn't so big where everything is being outsourced to a bunch of different people. I'm still making a hundred percent of the guards that come through um so if you know if someone is 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 making a purchase online it's it's going to be my dirty hands making that thing um but you know every everything is made to the same specifications and everybody always asks like if people are buying online it's like are these the same ones that the ufc fighters are getting absolutely same standards same specifications same same cool designs that they want to um, and we, we made some cool ones over the years. There was a period where we, we, we were putting gold grills inside. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, got, I got I got you have one. Yeah, I did. Yeah, that was mine. Yeah, 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 that was our, we were coming up with ideas and he actually got, oh, yeah, he had somebody put the actual gold in there and Aljo ended up seeing that he got did a he? better one. That's did fine. I, did <laughs> I, did I miss something or did he not say the price? I need oh, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, so there, there, there are some promotions going and stuff like that all in with, uh, you know, we ship worldwide, so you got to get like an at-home molding kit, at-home molding kit, uh, custom artwork, taxi shippings, all stuff like that. We retail for $2.99, but there is like a lifetime guarantee on that. So we have a replacement plan if something happens to it, if the retention doesn't fit as quite as, as well as you would like it to. Um, you get a new one, no questions asked. Can you make What's grills? <laughs> like Bones, I know you got a grill. I You got one, right? Yeah, you have y'all yeah, talking about them. I got a grill. I got bottoms, <laughs> and I barely wear them, but I do wear them though. I want to. I want a new one. I wear them a little bit, yeah, because I like to. I like to do this. But what's the um? Yeah. What's the turnover from you shipping me the mold? We have them, mm -hmm. but just for other people, you shipping the mold, assuming that I get it back to you soon. How how fast <laughs> you flip that thing back to me? I'll I'll tell you. Um, the way it should be and the way that it sometimes is wow, the way it should be. Let's just get the way it is. Okay. Let's so, get the way I it is. I want to hear the real. So let's call it in the ideal world, you know, 
you, you do your order, I would say quick and dirty, you're looking at like four to five weeks because we got to send it to you, do the mold, send it back. Usually it takes maybe two weeks to fabricate and then yep. we get it back to you. So it's the shipping that's the killer. But I'll tell you what happens more often than that. I get a panic phone call, a text message on like a Monday or a Tuesday. It's like, no, it's not even that. It's like, I just got to Vegas and I realized I left my mouthpiece at home. Can I get another one? Yeah. It's like, mm. let me. Can you get out here tomorrow? Me... <laughs> I've been on the other end of that call with other it's... people, not me. Oh your, your lack of responsibility is not mine, is not exactly. my emergency. So I, I've had moments like that where I have three days to do it. And uh, so there was a, there was a big fight a couple, maybe like two years ago at this point, I get a call on like a Wednesday fights on Saturday. And it's like a desperate manager. Like, we don't know what to do. We have to get this mouthpiece made. No one says they'll do it. Can you help? For and who? I'm sitting there. So this was on blast. This was, Who's irresponsible? Who was it? I'll tell you. So, okay. I'll tell you the fight, and then maybe you can guess who it was. It was Jake Paul, Tyron Woodley won. Uh, I don't care about neither one of those motherfucking clowns, <laughs> bro. They, 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 they don't deserve a mouthpiece. mouthpiece. <laughs> and I'll tell you the funny thing. Like, like so I'm, I'm doing, like, the mental gymnastics, and I'm like, my, I think my answer was something along the lines of, like, they're like, can you do it or not? And I think I said, like, well, it's not impossible um, which was a mistake on my part. Um, but but turns out we we did an overnight kit there, did the mold within 20 minutes, overnighted it back the same day. I made it in about two hours and got it there like the afternoon of the fight, like literally right when they're going to the arena. That's great work. Um, so you yeah. are the reason that fight happened and somebody got paid, a bunch of people. So they need to be giving you a shout out for that. That's right. And listen, if we're keeping score, it was Tyron. Yeah, but I. Of course. <laughs> but also, I will say that he left it in I, that chick ass. So he was. I, this is crazy. <laughs> yep, yep. I will say I did not make his mouthpiece for the second fight. So draw whatever conclusion you want from that. <laughs> that I'm shit not, was set up I'm anyway. Not... We know it. <laughs> Andrew, yeah. thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Everybody go over to Impact Dental Designs. Grab you the best mouthpiece in the game. I have a few of them. Can't have mine, so go order one for yourself. <laughs> Ugh. Ugh, I know, right? Thank you, guys. Yeah, Face Me Fits. <laughs> Face Me's Fits. Owner and creator as well, so thank you for that. And also Get Biofuel. Thank you guys for sponsoring the show. Everybody check in with us next week. Sounds Bones, good. G Ooh. Jones, thank Sounds you guys. Good. We rollin' Yeah! Ladies and gentlemen, it's...